welcoming to Rage Against the Mainstream for the first time, our new friends, Condition One. And we have Doug, Mike, Pete, and Kyle. How are you guys doing this evening? We're good. Thanks for having us. So, for those listening, yeah, for those listening that are unaware, I have a past history with these guys. Um, I was in their band for a, for a brief period right before Rage Against the Mainstream had started. And since then, they've put out an album. So, I mean, you guys are kind of here to talk about that, but I have some basic general questions for you. So, I guess go through the lineup here. Who's in the band? What do you do? And how do you do it? Sure. Yeah, I'm Doug. I'm the uh, guitar player. Uh, we have Pete on drums. We've got Kyle on bass. And then our front man on vocals is Mike. Um, yeah, so uh, pretty much uh, I, I write uh, most of the uh, music for the, uh, you know, most of the music. Uh Pete comes up with all our drums, um, and then uh, Mike writes all our uh, lyrics. I do nothing. Then, <laughs> yep, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle's our emotional support animal. <laughs> cheerleader. Everybody needs a cheerleader. That's right. That's Jeff. <laughs> so, how did you guys get together? What's the backstory? If there was to be a Condition 1 biopic, how would it roll? I think it all started uh, back when uh, Kyle and I worked uh, together uh, at a cell phone store back in the day. I saw Kyle uh, bringing his bass in and playing on his lunch breaks. And uh, fast forward a few years later, um, you know, I I was permanently in South Jersey. And uh, I saw Kyle reach out on Facebook saying he was looking to start a band. uh, Does anybody play guitar? I said, "Oh yeah, you know what? Let me uh, let me take a look at that. I'll come down and uh, you know see what see what you guys are up to at practice." Uh, me, Kyle, um, you know, uh, Mike uh, was there, and then a couple other guys. Uh, you know, we had a jam or two, and you know, after the first couple of practices, I said to Kyle and uh, Mike, "I said, look, I like what you guys got going on here. Um, you know, I think we could potentially uh, do something here, but uh, I don't know if the other guys are going to work out." Uh, they're kind of just playing music that sounds like direct ripoffs of other bands. Um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, the rest is history. We decided to go forward with it. And uh, from there, we uh, started putting some songs together. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Lane, uh, had started playing drums with us and um, was starting to work on producing us. Um, unfortunately, uh, Lane had passed away and we, uh, ended up needing a new drummer. Uh, that's when we, uh, started putting our feelers out on the, uh, social media, Facebook, uh, you know, uh, Craigslist. And, uh, we, we were lucky enough to find Pete. Our last choice. Pete came on down for a few practices. Uh, you know, he, he clicked with us right away. Uh, we liked him, uh, you know, personality fit was great. He cracks us up. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, how it all started. Nice. So, um, I guess let's go back to the basics here. What got you guys into music or what are some of the influences? What shapes the condition one sound? Yeah, I, I'm all over the place with stuff that I like. Yeah. I, uh, I like all that European stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
all like the uh, power metal. I like uh, Blind Guardian was one of my favorite bands. Um, and then I I got some 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 wild ones like Man of War. You know, it all comes to get Iron Maiden. You know, like like that all stuff. <laughs> stuff that I was always interested in playing. You kind of fit the aesthetic of the Man of War. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Do you picture me in a loincloth and a sword? I, I picture that all the time. <laughs> I do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I started playing guitar when I was about uh, six, and um, I've always been into uh, pretty much all styles of metal. Uh, I like pretty much just every genre of music, aside from, uh, you know, pop country and... Uh, you know, pop, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the classics like Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden always had a big influence on me. Uh, I love Metallica, Slayer, uh, and then for like newer stuff, uh, you know, I, I, I'm into your, uh, you know, In Flames, Avenged Sevenfold, all that stuff's great. Um, yeah, I don't really discriminate. I, you know, I'll, I'll listen to it all. Nice. What about you guys, Mike and Pete? They love baby metal. They both. <laughs> I'm going to pretty much steal Kyle and uh, Doug's answers here. Um, uh, the classics, Ozzy and uh, Black Sabbath, obviously, and um, Iron Maiden, and the newer guys, Avenged. And, uh, you know, I have my, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I have my guilty pleasures like Linkin Park or... Uh, Dolly Parton. Uh, <laughs> Five Finger Death Punch. Oh. I haven't listened to some of their stuff, but yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. And I listen to uh, classic rock and even some classic country and even some classic hip hop. So I'm kind of I'm pretty eclectic. Nice. Yeah, for me, um, I would say I was huge into Corn growing up, Slipknot and Mudvayne. Uh, Mudvayne was definitely a heavy influence, especially the album LD50. Um, yeah. because it's it's very different um progressive uh, i i love protest the hero um polyphia uh chan so there's definitely some jazz influence i think that um i like to try to throw some of that stuff into my drumming especially with like megadeth uh they've gone through a few drummers that have been very interesting um i also i love kesha um <laughs> i knew it i do i love kesha who doesn't and, uh, you know, I, I like, I like everything, uh, like rap. I love tech nine Hobson, um, Mayday. Um, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place and I, I feel like I try to always grow musically and, and take whatever catches my ear and try to incorporate it, at least figure out where it fits in my, in my drumming. Even if I can't really do it, I think throwing things, um, towards the music can only can only help uh at least just to try it out so yeah i, th I think that's what it really boils down to is like you know all, all music can be good it's just it, it's got to move you you know it's got to gotta have you feel something yeah it's all up to it's all up to interpretation or however you perceive it and it can mean one thing for somebody and a totally different thing for somebody else and i i think it's funny like the the um What's the word I'm looking for here? The like the broad like spectrum of music and genres and bands and stuff. It just it makes for a very unique sound for you guys. 
You know, it's interesting because uh, people say that I'm on the spectrum. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in the wake of the pandemic and everything, how did you guys keep busy with the band? Um, obviously, shows around our area have been very scarce, if not, you know, not happening at all. Um, you guys just did the self-titled album. What, um, like, what was the process like for that? Like recording it, you know, whatever, like staying focused and staying, you know, um, staying into it, you know, uh, with everything that's going on. So uh, we were lucky enough that, uh, before the end of the pandemic or before the beginning of the pandemic, um, we, we had already recorded most of the tracks for, uh, the uh, the first album, um, we just uh, pretty much needed to get them all mixed um, and, and you know try to get the right sound on it. Uh, you know, as you know, we're, we're self produced. Um, we we actually uh, learned how to do all this ourselves over the last few years. Um, we we thought that it was a better idea to go at our own pace uh, and you know kind of learn as we go. Uh, rather than wasting time and money in a studio where, you know, we would have limited amount of hours. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in, in the way that the world is now, it's almost going towards that to where you're going to see, or you do see more people that are self-produced or like the bedroom recording studio type bands and shit like that. And me, I, I think that it's like inspirational that it's like, you know, anybody could do this. As long yeah. as you have the music or the chop. Yeah, I mean, w- once you get the knowledge uh, and you know how plugins work, um, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit. You can get really good studio quality sounds right in your basement or your bedroom. Um, you know, and it, the more you do it, uh, you know, the more tutorials you watch, read, you, you learn you learn a lot and you learn a lot quickly. Um, you know, we're, we're already starting to work on some new songs. Um and I'll say, like, so far, the quality on them, uh, based on what I learned off doing the first album, you know, the next, next album's going to be even better. That's awesome. So, going to this album, where, like, what, um, what was the main inspiration for this? Like, where did the, where did the process come from with writing, you know, with writing these songs and the lyrics and, like, what, what kind of place did this come from? Very dark place. <laughs> So I think for writing the, uh, you know, the music, uh, you know, it, it pretty much was uh, a conglomeration of all the different kind of metal styles we like. Um, and we wanted to, you know, create a sound that kind of touches on everything. Um, we wanted to create a sound that's hard and heavy, but something that everybody can listen to. Uh, you know, nothing that's going to be over the top noisy. Um you know, it's still going to be extreme, but not to the point where it's not musical. Uh, I think that's kind of always been our rule of thumb. Like, you know, we want it to sound, you know, as as brutal as possible, but still being musical. And yeah, then, exactly. As far as our inspirations for, uh, like, song ideas, um, Mike... He, he he tends to pretty much be the sole writer of all our lyrics. Um, although, fun fun story, uh, the way that we came up with the idea of Blackwood Morris... That was my next question. 
<laughs> we we actually uh, had our first rehearsal um, at a uh, house that Kyle was living in at the time, uh, which was Avenue. which was yeah, uh, it, it was on Morris Avenue in Blackwood, New Jersey, yeah. and we were standing there in the basement thinking of song ideas and you know, different ways we could go. And it just clicked in my head. I was like, man, okay. So we're at Morris Blackwood. I was like, Blackwood Morris. Sound, sounds like a character of some sort. And then said we should write a story. Yeah. I was like, we should come up with a story for it. And, uh, yeah. And we're, we're, we're all, we're all pretty big fans of horror. Yeah. So, uh, Mike ended up kind of putting together a uh, horror story, you know, based on a character called Blackwood Morris, and that's how that became a uh, song. So, is there a concept album in the works for a Blackwood Morris type solo thing, or is like is that just strictly for this first album? Are we going to expand the Blackwood Morris character any further? Oh, we have to. Yeah, it's possible. You know, I don't know that we'll do a full uh, concept album, but uh, I could see like a uh, you know another song you know centered around it, possibly. Return of Blackwood Morris, <laughs> like you know, the Bride of Blackwood Morris, or Rise of Blackwood Morris, or the Return of Blackwood Morris. Is this just Chucky? <laughs> <laughs> the Curse of Blackwood. Oh wait, no, that's the song already. My bad. <laughs> We could go uh, Metallica style and do uh, like the Unforgiven one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That could work. <laughs> so, in the process of doing this album, as any band probably does, you guys probably considered doing covers. Is there any cover that you guys would have liked to have put on this album, or is or was that something that wasn't even discussed at all? Well, we we have been kicking around a few covers. Um, we were uh, looking at possibly doing some Rage Against Machine or uh, Alice in Chains. Um, My vote was for Madonna. Yeah, I voted <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, we, we decided that if we were going to do a uh, cover, most likely uh, we'll just keep that for live shows for right now. Um, we haven't ruled it out, though, on the next album if we uh, tend to, you know, if we come up with something that's, uh, you know, good enough that we can kind of put our own spin on it. Uh, we might we might go ahead and throw that on there. So, if you could cover any song, what would it be? Oh, jeez. Um, any song. Any song in the world. It has to be epic. Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> Mine would probably be Kesha Die Young. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would be like a good... There's a lot of room for it, but... I don't think anybody else would go for it. <laughs> yeah, like uh, we had, we've been working on um, "Them Bones" by uh, Alice in Chains. Uh, I've always I've always really liked that jam. Um, that's definitely one I'd love to do. That's a good one. Welcome home, Coheed. Yeah, yeah. We had also considered uh, doing "Welcome Home" by Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, it's a good old classic for who the bell told. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, those are all good choices. Yeah, I do like uh, Welcome Home by Coheed and Cambria because I think the music is awesome. Uh, I just don't really care for the vocals. See, I think that's the main thing that turns people off from Coheed and Cambria. I feel like they don't get talked about enough for, you know, how good of a band they are, but I feel like what really does that was does them in is Claudio Sanchez, and I feel like that's the same reason why people don't like Rush either. I agree. Yeah, I, I yeah. 100% agree. 
Like, honestly, yeah. like, Coheed is kind of like this generation's version of Rush. Sort of, yeah. They definitely have a similar uh, similar vibe. Singers in the same register. <laughs> What's one of the coolest shows that you guys have played so far? I'd probably say uh, Red Stallion in, um, let's see, what was that? War, 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 War Minster, PA. Yeah, that was a pretty cool show. Yeah. I liked Century. Century was good because it was, it was packed. It was, uh, the, the drinks were cheap. I mean, it was just, that was just a great show, man. Yes, the audience was yeah. into it. Yeah. That's for sure. Do you have any vi- advice or tips for anyone trying to, you know, start a band, write music, trying to get their, uh, you know, get their traction moving, get their foot in the door with this kind of stuff? Yeah, I would say, you know, go for it. Um, you know, uh, playing in a band is definitely uh, the most fun I've had in my life. Um, you know, I, I, I went for uh, quite some time uh, between high school, you know, to now uh, where I didn't play in a band where I was doing college and just, you know, getting a career together and everything. And I, I missed it bad. Um, you know, get, getting Condition 1 together, you know, it's some of the most fun I've had in my life. Um you know, having a band, you can get all that aggression out. You can get your ideas out there. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a canvas for you, really. You know, um, never be afraid to express yourself. Yeah, it's kind um, of cliche, but yeah. Uh, and the thing is, too, you know, you can't go into it uh, with the idea you're going to make a million dollars. You know, just get out there, do it, have fun. You know, and if people think that it sucks is what it is. You know, um, you, you, you're doing it because you want to do it. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to please everybody. Take your street name and your town and create a character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so going back to Blackwood Morris for a second, is this going to be like your guys's version of like Eddie from Iron Maiden or, you know, the, um, I forget the skull's name from, uh, Megadeth or, you know, anything like that. Is he going to be like the mascot? Or the Crimson Ghost from the Misfits, something like that. That's what I would love it to be, but I got voted down. Yeah, we haven't we haven't gotten that far yet. I got but voted maybe. down, Bill. <laughs> I mean, you could pull off the whole like Blackwood Morris persona, and like yeah. you wouldn't be Mike anymore. You would just be yeah. Blackwood Morris. Yes. I mean, it, it could work. It could definitely work. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. Talk some sense to these guys. Thank you. <laughs> so when the you know um when the pandemic clears up and you know all this is over and you know we're allowed to resume normal life and go back to playing shows and go back to seeing shows and actually being around people what what would be your ideal lineup for a show like if someone was just like listen I'm going to give you carte blanche whatever band you want of all like of any band ever Assemble me a lineup. What would be the perfect lineup for you guys? As as in like shows we would want to go see? No, as in like you're playing with these bands. Oh, on oh tour. okay. On tour with the bands. Oh, geez. Um, alive or dead? It could be both. It could be both. Um, Maiden? You wouldn't stock that? feel like we all said Maiden. Yeah, I'd have to say Maiden would be oh number God. one on there. Amazing. Um, yeah, I Pantera. yeah, Pantera would be probably a second for me. 
Um, so you have like uh, guys uh, out there about now, uh, Lamb of God, maybe. Uh, Lamb of God, yeah, that'd be a good one. Where haven't you guys played that you would like to? Oh man, uh, I go to play the truck, but they shut it down. Uh, uh, they shut the truck yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, she's gone. Oh, man, so uh, what about the electric tractor? Yeah. Yeah. That's, got That's called something else now, isn't it? Is it really? Uh, it is. Like yeah. the Ben Franklin Music Center or something? Franklin yeah. Music Hall. Yeah. Franklin Music Hall. Yeah. Does it still do like metal shows, or is it changing up that too? I have no idea. I know that the name change started, I think, like last year. So I mean, there really hasn't been much of anything going on. I want to be on a festival. You know, like any type of like a mayhem type or an old Oz Fest type. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be the that'd be a dip. Run around the old slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Cool. So I guess like the last thing I got here is it is not a question at all. It is a chance for you guys to plug yourselves. Where can people find you? Where can people find the album? Where can people find Blackwood Morris, if he is out there in physical form. Oh, he's out there. Oh, he's this, on Facebook. <laughs> this is your chance to plug yourselves. Yeah, Mike. Let's see. Uh, Facebook is uh, Facebook Condition One Rocks is our Facebook. And uh, you can find the album on Bandcamp. It's just con- under Condition One. It's also streaming on Spotify as well, right? Yes, all, all, the, all, all streaming media has us now. Yeah. Nice, congratulations. Just yell at Alexa. Say, Alexa, play stuff. Play some Condition 1. <laughs> Blackwood Morris is on Facebook, at Blackwood Morris. I'm not going to lie. The second that you guys said that the album had dropped, I went on to Spotify and immediately put it on my playlist. Thanks. Awesome. Well, this is a nice catch-up process, and being able to talk to you guys again not that there was anything that was really holding us back from talking to one another but i saw you last week yeah exactly you saw <laughs> <it> last week. <laughs> but i want to thank you guys for coming on um i was i've been really i've been actually excited about having you guys on the show because i definitely want people to hear this music and you know just to be able to shoot the shit with you guys so ladies and gentlemen this has been condition one Thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Thank you. Appreciate it. We are Condition One, and here's our latest. Fire for effect! Fire for effect!